The Plant, A Steampunk Story, by Francis Rosenfeld. Chapter 3. The next Saturday he skipped out again in search of interesting rocks for his geology project. He arrived at the factory breathless and rushed to see if the plant was still there. It was. He couldn't tell if it was the same plant or one that kind of looked the same, but it was definitely growing out of the same valve, wrapping around the steam pipe almost halfway up now. Richard, who worshipped the scientific method, tied a little string around the plant and marked its height on the pipe. He tried to snip a little piece of stem with leaves, but the stem was harder to cut than a steel cable. He managed to pull a leaf, after much struggle, placed it in the back pocket of his pants and tended to other things of interest, after all his secret weekend kingdom had so many things to offer. He wandered about a little bit, moving from the engine room to the pipe manifold distribution center, the most impressive area in the factory and Richard's favorite spot. It looked almost like a gigantic organ, with tubes splaying out in every direction, through windows and transoms, along walls and bending around openings, snaking about a few inches off the floor, splitting and reuniting with the twisted patterns of a gnarled old tree. Richard spent hours wandering inside this mechanical forest, following its logical flows, trying to understand which steam pipe fed what, learning the inner works of its vortex flow meters, its pressure couplings, its every bend and elbow. There was a place inside this knot of metal limbs, a clearing almost, a hollow, from which he could see the entire manifold branching overhead, and when he sat there, on a little concrete base that for some reason had remained unoccupied, it made him feel as if the entire power distribution system was an extension of his person, and that as small and weak as he was, compared to this enormous metal monster, he was its heart, the soul in the machine. The essential component that allowed the whole system to work. Even though he knew the distribution manifold very well, and if he closed his eyes he could see its every detail, he liked to take a walk around and inspect it every time, and then, with the relief of having found everything exactly the way it was supposed to be, he sat there on his concrete base for a while and dreamed. And, indignity of indignities, that's where he found the plant again, inside his precious, sneaking out between two pressure-rated flanges and then back in via an isolation valve. At first he didn't want to believe it, of all the places this trespasser could choose to inhabit, to intrude on his beloved pipe manifold was simply unthinkable. He looked closer at the pressure flanges. The plant seemed to grow not through them, but from them, there was no discernible space between the stem and the metal. Richard was dumbfounded by this living puzzle, and in his bewilderment he failed to notice that the temperature in the room was significantly higher than usual, until pearls of sweat started beating his forehead. What on earth, he thought. Do they turn off the fans over the weekend? This place is an oven. He didn't remember it ever being that hot in the manifold room, and since the seasons were moving in the wrong direction for an increase in temperature, he had to accept that the reason for the unusual warmth could only be the other parameter in the equation. He turned around and touched one of the leaves, which was hot. Oh, this can't be good. Richard panicked. He agonized over the fact that now he would have to tell his father it was the right thing to do and face the consequences of his unauthorized access to the factory floor. On the other hand, if he noticed all of these changes and they were quite blatant, surely somebody else, a grown-up, with any luck the very person in charge of this section, would notice too. How could they not? They'd have to turn down the heat, for one, nobody could work in that sauna. But then again, what if nobody did, and his precious distribution manifold would end up fully engulfed in hot plant? The vision of a very large and strange tree, a fusion of green and metallic branches, with limbs made out of steam pipes and twisted ropes of green stems running between them, occupied his mind. The thought made him burst with laughter with its absurdity. 
He headed home, eventually, so deep in thought he didn't notice the light drizzle that felt bone-chilling after leaving that toasty tropical greenhouse environment. When he got to his room, the leaf in his pocket was still warm. Tormented by guilt and curiosity, he spent all his weekend orbiting around his father, trying to strike up conversations in the hope of finding out if he knew anything about the plant. Surely somebody must have noticed it by now, it was literally taunting people, that cheeky vine, as plain as the nose on their faces. The weekend passed, completely uneventful, but to Richard's surprise, Monday finally brought with it the discovery he was hoping for. You wouldn't believe what happened at work today. Tom started, and before waiting for an answer, continued. They found a plant growing out of, wait for it, the distribution manifold. Oh, how it rained hell over the poor schmuck who manages that section, I really wouldn't want to be him today. Thomas. Carol exclaimed, outraged that salty language and a mention of unholy things have been used at the dinner table in the presence of the children. Sorry, dear. I forget myself sometimes, he continued, unperturbed. How do you not notice a plant growing out of your machine, it's like he'd been sleeping on the job or something. To be fair, it's not your everyday plant either. It took two men and a saw to get it out of there, I'm not even sure they got it all out, but it's not like it's going to survive inside those pipes, it would have to be supernatural, for Christ's sake. Of all the things. Carol protested again, indignant, and Tom waved his hand to appease her. Richard gulped hard, remembering that the plant didn't seem affected by the aforementioned pipe environment, quite the opposite, it looked perkier than before. He gathered all his courage to interject what he hoped it would be an inconspicuous comment, but his voice shook and broke at the same time, drawing all the attention of those at the table to him. So, did they find out what plant that was? Well, no, not yet, his father replied, surprised by the teen's sudden interest in his work-related stories. They sent it to a lab in town to get it analyzed. It will take them some time to turn in the results, a couple of weeks or so, I guess there is no rush. Whatever it was, it couldn't be too happy there when we pulled it, and I can't tell you with how much effort, it was almost hot. It's probably the closeness to the steam pipes, it can get pretty toasty in that room, he concluded his response and returned to the enjoyment of his meal. Rack of lamb, Carol, you really outdid yourself today. This is delicious. Carol didn't answer, she just accepted the compliment with a pleasant smile, which was enough to put Tom in a good mood. The plant and the factory were forgotten for the time being, and the conversation turned to the children and their school projects. After dinner, Richard went back to his room, half relieved that the plant's story had finally come to life, without his incriminating confession, half frustrated that his father took this whole incident in stride. What would it take, he wondered, to make the adults pay attention to the world around them, it seemed to him that they were sleepwalking through life half the time. The next evening everybody was unusually quiet at dinner, and when Richard tried to bring up the plant again, his father snapped a snarky comment at him, then found something wrong with one of his math grades and excused himself from the dinner table early, pretending he had something to finish inside the garage. Richard was on pins and needles and his impatience grew with every passing day until the next Saturday arrived with its long-awaited opportunity for geology research. To his despair, his father asked him to stay home and help him in the yard that weekend and the new developments about the factory, the steam pipes and their resident plants had to remain a mystery. Disappointed, he planned to get together with his friends in the evening to catch a game and unwind. They met at the malt shop, as usual, where their regular vanilla float was accompanied by a copious helping of gossip and fear-mongering. Did you hear what happened at the plant? The malt shop owner cheerfully volunteered. 
She prided herself to be quicker at delivering the town's news than the local newspaper, and this was not the time to challenge that reputation. Oh dear, yes, the lady she was talking to said, and then looked around and whispered something in the shop owner's ear. Richard kicked himself for sitting so far away from the counter, in a spot from which he couldn't overhear anything. The shop owner gasped and covered her mouth in a very theatrical gesture, followed by the elaborate hand gestures of her conversation partner. A short pantomime ensued, from which Richard attempted in vain to extract the gist of the conversation. What happened, he asked his friend Jack, whose father also worked at the plant. You didn't hear. They found a plant in the steam pipes. My dad says nothing can live in there, but this plant does. He's not sure it's even from here. Jack said. What do you mean, not from here, you mean, like, alien? Richard whispered back. What else could it be? Jack replied. They took it to this lab, right. And they are still working on it, they can't figure what it's made of, they say it feels more like metal than anything else. No way. Richard replied. And, get this. Yesterday they pulled it all out and it grew back. They say it's bigger now. And it's hot to the touch. They thought it was because of the proximity to the steam pipes, but no, it's the plant. I'm telling you it's not from here. Wow. Richard didn't know how to end the waterfall of details that just kept kicking him in the face. And, and one more thing. They found a string tied around the plant, obviously someone had seen it before. They are starting an inquiry into who that might be. Oh, crap. Richard let out. Jack looked at him, worried. I'm sure it has nothing to do with your dad, if he saw it he would have told someone, not tied a string around it. I wonder who it might be. Jack thought out loud. Maybe it's that tiny fellow, what's his name, Roger. He looks like the type. Richard shuffled uncomfortably. Of all the idiotic things to do, why did he ever consider leaving evidence behind? Not only he risked getting in trouble himself, but now it seems he implicated that Roger, whoever he was, a person who was completely innocent. Can you believe that guy? Jack continued, oblivious to his friend's torment. And what's with the string, anyway? Was he marking the plant or something? What kind of idiot does that? Exactly, Richard replied. Huh? Jack looked at him, at a loss. Oh, never mind. Richard protested, immersed in his vanilla float.